everybody. We're back and welcome to the ninth episode of Chasing Points. I am Sam. And I am Sam. And I am Sam. <laughs> I'm Brandon. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Did I Thank you, you for a second? Everyone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're here. We're ready. Oh, Thanks God. to everyone who, uh, who have subscribed and listened so far. So if this is your first episode or your ninth episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we have a we have a great show today as we recap, really the you know the biggest event of the year, Super Bowl Fifty Five. Uh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks just beat the brakes off of the Kansas City Chiefs, thirty one to nine. Initial thoughts on the uh, the big game, Brandon. When you address them, address them appropriately. It's Tampa Bay. All right. <laughs> right. Um, because, Bay, I, I heard yeah, too. yeah, I heard Champa Bay as well today as well. I think, uh, who was it? It was first take that said that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's crazy because you thought I was going to go with the Bucks. My gut told me to go with the Bucks, but I said, you know what? Same. I'm not going to go with yep. the Bucks. And I went with Mahomes and the Chiefs. And boy, oh boy. Were we wrong? Um, Mahomes looked like a shell of himself in that game. Uh, and the Bucks defense, it, it's its crazy because I we joked around about how I've been pretty much spot on with certain things that I've been calling. Um, and it's, it's pretty much continues to come to fruition. It's just now, like I've said this in the past to friends, and they were just like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah, you said that, right. Now I have recordings of me actually saying it. So it's <laughs> yeah. just like, see what I'm trying to tell you? I, I pay attention. I know what's going to happen. Um, of course, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I just use valid guesstimations and just go from there. Uh, but yeah, Sam, it's, uh, it, it's you can go right into some of the uh, the stats and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinions on all of these. Man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have you chime in. I'll, I got some things to say, too. You ever hear this guy, Tom Brady? He went to school, Michigan. Uh, school. You know, system QB. Uh, not not really, doesn't have a lot of motion. Not really a strong arm. That was part of his scouting report coming into the 2000 NFL draft. He went, you know, in the sixth round. You ever hear that guy? Nah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, his 10th Super Bowl, his seventh win. I have in the notes here, it's his 10th win. That's not true. Uh <laughs> Fifth Super Bowl MVP five, dude uh, was so accurate yesterday. Twenty one to twenty nine for two, only two hundred yards, but three TDs. He kept the ball moving. He set up a great running game. And Fournette, I think, had almost ninety yards. Uh, Rojo got in there too. Ronald Jones with, um, you know, with some some big runs, and. Tom Brady uh, just parade, you know, paraded his way to, a, you know, as I just mentioned, a fifth Super Bowl MVP. Can you know? I know this has been a talking point and all day, and something we pride ourselves in is kind of seeing through the talking points for just being, yeah, you know, just rhetoric and things that is are, um, you know, just just make for ratings and stuff. But we can we can stop the goat talk, right? Like it, it's him. And until further notice, I mean, the guy was even doubted on his in his home stadium in front of his home crowd in, in a Super Bowl. 
and uh you know again just beat the brakes off the buck uh the chiefs yeah he um it's again it's it's hard to bet against that guy um and i think it's it's the end all be all like this kind of proved it now it's like okay because the heir to the throne is patrick mahomes right this is everybody's already pegged him to be the heir to the throne and now he's lost to the guy that's still here that's still winning is the oldest quarterback to win the old i think he's the the oldest quarterback to start the super bowl um but it's just wild that this man just keeps on winning and winning and winning. And he looked like a kid out there. I watched a, yep. a clip today uh, that they caught the footage of when he went over to Gronk after like they won and uh, Gronk was over on the sideline by the, the stands. And uh, he was like, uh, he's like, this, this is what we do. This is what we do. He was like, you, you had two tutties is, is this their term for touchdowns. He was like, yeah, I saved him for the Super Bowl, which I said to Sam that, Rob Gronkowski was going to score touchdowns in this game. Um, it, it wasn't surprising to me at all because this is what they do at that point. But it's it's just so amazing to see and hear how this man um, that I despise, but I respect um, how he he runs the team, how he leads the team, not just for the offensive side, but how defensive players talk about him how he comes yeah, he, over to them and talks to them and tells yeah. them certain things. Like it, it's crazy. Like he's a, he's a all around team player. That's what you want on your team. You know what I mean? You want everybody to hate that guy and you want him to be everything for your team. You know, a couple episodes ago, we were remembering the life of Kobe Bryant. And that was, you know, one of the things every, everyone that's played against him or with him has said it's, it's, you know, and as fans, we know this, you know, we never cheered for a team that, that had Kobe Bryant on it. But, you know, one of those guys that you didn't want to play against and you wanted in your corner. And and Tom Brady is the epitome of that. You know, the greatest quarterback, greatest football player to to play. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Gronk. And I that was a talking point uh, for us. You asked a question a couple of weeks ago. Is Gronk toast? What's what's he going to do? And I, you know, I said that, uh, you know, if the Bucks had a chance to win in this game, they needed Gronk to be vintage Gronk and Mm -hmm. you know for for on six receptions 67 yards and two TDs absolutely was and if you this time a year ago if I told you that AB Leonard Fournette and Gronk would all have touchdowns in the Super Bowl you'd be like what it's all guys that Tom brought there and this has been the talking point that everybody's been talking about now too is that Tom's the best GM and and football broad levels man it's yeah yeah it's it's wild because all those guys scored in there and mike evans had one catch in the game one think about that the best the best receiver on that team had one catch so yeah i yeah. i thought this is interesting it's uh you know we mentioned you know, Tom Brady and the offense, but we really have to give it to Tampa's defense. We knew it would be a key to the game. And they, they really did a lot with a little Todd Bowles, former head coach of the jets. I have to put that in because now he's Super Bowl champion. Uh, <laughs> only uh, pressured Pat Mahomes 29, uh, 29 times. Brady was only pressured four times. He sent the Bulls. I, I've watched every game Bulls ever coached as a, as a Jets head coach. He loves to blitz. 
he will throw whatever he can at you. And but when you have a front line as talented as Tampa does, you don't need you don't need to rush more than four guys. And you saw the you know uh, what that does for your defense, especially when the back two thirds of the defense are allowed to cover and no one was open. And Tom, uh, Pat Mahomes really had trouble getting the ball to his receivers, or more likely, his receivers had trouble catching the damn ball. Uh, Boy, oh boy. So it this... was a mess. A lot of drop passes by a lot of really good receivers. Let's let's talk about uh the defense. This should be the I told you so episode. Uh, because we said the key factor was going to be that front four. And if they can get to Mahomes, that Mahomes was gonna be done. We said if JPP could do it, and I said that that center was gonna get abused. That center got abused, that whole line got abused. Um, but like you said, uh <laughs> Even with that line getting abused, Mahomes was still scrambling for his life throughout the whole game, which is not conducive for any, uh, you know, star quarterback. But this man was still dropping dimes. Tyreek Hill yeah. bounced off his helmet. Uh, who was the other one that uh, bounced Kelsey off? Kelsey dropped two. Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey dropped two. two and there's another one that it yeah. dropped uh, off another player's, uh, bounced off a player's helmet too. Nicole had Hardman. dropped two. Yeah, okay. But yeah. It, it's wild that they could have been right in the game because yep. there was touchdowns that were dropped and literally threw no touchdowns in a game. And Mahomes came out and pretty much said that's his the worst game he's played pretty much since he's been in the NFL. Um, and it has, it, it's, it's, it's the only time he ever lost by the only time he's ever lost by more than two scores. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's insane. And uh, yeah, you, you mentioned these balls, you know, hit, hit Tyreek Hill in the head. Uh, they were they were catchable balls. He, Mahomes still had 270 yards, but threw two picks. The offensive line did not help. You know, uh, Eric Fisher out with a torn Achilles, and uh, they lost Swartz earlier in the in the year too. And and that line was a mess. Mahomes knew it. I I I I only watched this game once. You know, I didn't watch it again, but it just didn't seem like they wanted or we're getting Mahomes get the ball out early enough. I'm I'm stumbling here. The ball was not getting out early enough and he was getting crushed. And well, and that's a testament to no one being open. He, here's the thing though. How do you neutralize a blitz? Right? There's there's several ways of of doing it. And again, they weren't blitzing, it was just the front four, so they were able to drop back in coverage. So what do you do? What do you kill? How do you kill teams this way? Screens. I don't remember seeing one screen. Yeah, I don't remember seeing one screen running the ball. Le'Veon Bell, I don't even remember him touching the ball, so I don't know if I Le'Veon Bell is going to be there. Was he inactive? Yeah. He was a start. Uh, he was active. He did not play. Okay, so you have Le'Veon Bell, which is considered to be one of the best weapons in the NFL, even though he hasn't been uh, at his uh, his best form since he pretty much went to the Jets. Sorry, Sam. Um, oh, since he sat out for a year, man. Yeah, that that as yeah. well. But I it sounded better. Just, oh, you can blame the Jets. You can blame Adam Gase. I'll be the first one to do it. <laughs> Good, cool. Um, so so that's one of the issues. You start running the ball in the second half with Hilaire, uh, Edwards Hilaire, um, and I was just like, okay, they're actually starting to move the ground. I'm like, why didn't you do this in the first 
half. Like you could use play action off that. Like it's it's yeah. it's gonna feed on it. But again, when your front four is getting it and you can cover down the field, there is nothing that a team can do. I don't care who you are, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, put all their arms together and legs together. It's just not gonna is not going to get them anything. So I, I just felt bad, felt bad for Mahomes. And he, he said, they asked him uh, after like, was the injury? He was like, he's like, we won last week and I had the same injury. He was like, if, if it wasn't a problem, then he's like, I'm not going to use it as a problem now. And that was so stand up of him uh, to say that. And I'm glad he did because some people could have copped out. I know he's not that type of player. He's already shown that a numerous times, but some people would have copped out and be like, you know, uh, this is, this is why yeah, that, that affected me a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't let that happen. He's, he shows why he's, you know, the future and the, the current face of this league. And, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL is in good hands with, with Patrick Mahomes. For sure, yeah. Edwards Hilaire had nine carries for 64 yards. Mahomes was the second leading rusher with 33 yards. And Darrell Williams only had five yards on two carries. So wild to me. So, so, so it's it's kind of, you know, it's something that the Chiefs have done all year. They've thrown and thrown and thrown. And don't abandon what you do well, especially when the Bucks have a killer rush defense. Number one in the league, if not number two. The Rams are up there. The Saints are up there. Um, you know, we've mentioned that too, but yeah, you got to create some kind of, uh, you, you got to take the pressure off that line and that's, and how you do it. You have a guy like Tyreek Hill, you have Miko Hardman, you have Robinson can, you can do so much with these guys in the backfield and these exotic looks and line them up as fullbacks and wherever, whatever it is. And, and there wasn't enough of that. And of course those drops will, will certainly, uh, you know, this would be a different game if you gave Tom Brady three less first downs. So, so I have two things here. One's a, one's a question and one's a statement, right? So, Oh, okay. Drop my Uh uh, spoon for my yogurt. That's crazy. Um, So with them, one of the easiest, again, so you, you, one of the things that you're taught in football is to, to bring the defense in so you can drop it over the top everything that they try to do is like try to hit the big play throughout the whole game. So you just, you just mentioned they have some of the fast fastest wide receivers in the league and the fastest wide receiver in the league, fastest player in the league in general. And you're not using screens, uh, end rounds. You're not using tight end screens, uh, wide receiver screens, halfback screens. What, what are you doing? The easiest way to do it. Cause now you have the teams play up. Right. So now they're thinking about, okay, well, they can drop this screen at any point in time. Now you have your leading blockers go, okay, what, what's happening? The front four is getting pressure. You let them come through. And then guess what? You go right behind them. You're always supposed to go where the blitz comes from. Again, they didn't technically blitz. It was a coverage blitz, but you still go where the blitz is. Now that's my statement. My question is, does this <laughs> affect the enemy's coaching opportunities outside you know, of him being, you know, black uh you know it's it's one of those things because when when he's doing well it's like look at this guy he's you know he's really a big part of this offense it's not just Andy Reid and then when he's not doing well it's well he doesn't really call the plays anyway yeah I don't know I don't know if we really have an answer on to how much Eric Biennemi does but this was you know I still think it's an embarrassment to the league that he isn't a head coach. 
I think his team would tell you that as well. But, you know, this was not a good game from him or whoever is calling the offensive mm-hmm. plays because there were no adjustments. There were very little adjustments. And I think, you know, and, and Jim Nance and Romo were saying this and everyone at home was thinking this because the Chiefs have been behind in so many playoff games that it's fine. They, they you know, they scored first. It was a field goal. It's fine. Then the then the Gronk touchdown. It's okay. And, and it started to add up. And when you have a quarterback as talented as Pat Mahomes, it's it's easy to just, you know, believe that because it happens all the time. They come back, they wipe the floor with the defense yes. and, and they win. Yes. But the difference is in this situation, you have the greatest quarterback of all times on the opposite side that yep. does not give up the ball in those situations. He does not turn the ball over. Tom Brady only does terrible when he's facing NFC East teams. I'm just, it's just on record. Uh, he loses against those teams in the Super Bowl outside of the fact that they cheated my team, but we won't talk about that for the first time. But Tom Brady, if you're able to pressure Tom, that's it. I didn't see this Chiefs defense do anything. Only thing that I saw happen with Chiefs defense was, uh, him and the honey badger go at each other throughout the whole time. Well, I do have something about that. Well, here, well, here's the thing with, well, and we'll get to that exchange, you know, uh, but the big thing was, and the reason this game was over was the chiefs beat themselves and the defense is, was played incredibly sloppy and was not, uh, we're not, you know, disciplined at all. They had the most, uh, I believe they had the most penalties, in any first half all season for any team. That's insane. It's, you know, there's a little bit about like, it's, it's, you know, let these guys play. It's a Super Bowl, And there's a lot of these fouls that were just ticky tack balls that weren't even catchable. And then yeah. there's, there's PI it, this game officiating wise was a mess. Yes, it was. I mean, that, that pass over Mike Evans head, that was out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't uh, even catch zone, and you're calling Honey Badger for a PI, right? Or, or the other one, which was also questionable when Homeboy uh, interfered with Mike Evans, the ball was like ten yards ahead of him. Like he he could have made a, a potential play on it, but it would have been very slim. So they kind of just gave it to him. But there was so many plays, well, several plays that could have gone either way, or or should have just never been called. Uh, but you don't leave the game in the ref's hands. We all we all know that. Yeah. You don't give the zebras the opportunity to to call the game for you. You go out there and you get it, and they did not go out there and get it at all. Yeah, and, uh, you know, poor special teams too. Uh, the rookie punter, Tommy Townsend, uh, had that punt called back and then only kicked it like, like 20-something yards. And you can't – you know, we just said this, but you can't give these opportunities – to someone as efficient and just, you know, again, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, you can't do, you can't give him a short field. You can't give him extra downs. He will beat you on the biggest stage. I feel so bad for him because he had such a phenomenal punt. Hunter. Yes. He had such a phenomenal punt right before that. It was called back. And then he just, 
Shawshank Redemptions, the next one. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And I just I like I feel so bad for him because it's like, hey, guys, do you not remember what I just did? Like, don't get mad at me for shanking it now because somebody did something they weren't supposed to do. So get mad at that person, not me, because we were good. Like it was a phenomenal punt that he had prior to that. But of course, people don't remember that. They they remember the bad parts. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, when we go five, ten years down the road, nobody's gonna remember that even happened. They're just gonna remember that Tom Brady won his seventh ring. That's what's really gonna happen. So in your eyes, did the Chiefs did Pat Mahomes win this game or uh, lose this game or was it on the chiefs? I think I a really lot of, think, I think he played really well. I think given. he, he definitely played really well. I think it was a, a total effort. Like the defense, uh, the, the offensive players, I mean, nobody was getting any separations. I, I guess you can, again, we have already given kudos to the bucks, but I, I think a factor that, that I've heard some, some venues talk about, but I, I thought about it going into this week which wasn't really talked about much was uh, the the car accident uh, with Andy Reid's son. Uh, I think that played a, a big role on people's psyche, and I don't think people really realize how much that played a role on, on in the game. Now, again, I'm but not really giving excuses. Have... Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm not trying to give them any excuses or, or, or give shoot them any type of bail, uh, but – I mean, when you're emotionally detached from something because your mind is elsewhere and something like that happens during, you know, Super Bowl week, it's or any big event in your life, like you're not going to be all the way there, depending on how impactful, you know, said person is or or the case may be. So I, I think that is also a factor to put in there, but they still got flat out beat no matter how yeah. which way you twist it. Yeah, so if you didn't hear, Brett, uh, Britt Reed, Andy Reed's son, who's the off, uh, outside linebackers coach for the Chiefs, he was involved in a car accident that put two kids in the hospital, and one, uh, I believe, he was uh, they were the kid was five years old uh, with you know debilitating injuries potentially. Uh, I haven't caught an update on that. I'm not really sure Nor what's going on. Hopefully, everyone's okay and and healthy uh but reed did admit to having a few drinks and um also was on prescription adderall and that's just not a great combination and you should certainly not drive and that happened just a few days before the super bowl outside the chiefs facility so certainly weighing on the minds of this team uh you know but again hats off to to the bucks to todd bowles that defense you know and Bruce Arians, the oldest coach to ever win a Super Bowl, right? Is that is that's correct? Or his first Super Bowl, I think it was. Oldest to ever win his first Super Bowl uh, yes. at 68 years old. I uh, also give him much love, much kudos for his uh, his coaching staff, uh, which I, I posted on my actual story because yep. he has three black coordinators, two uh, – your, his assistant head coach, uh, Black, he has two women, full-time women coaches uh, on there. Like, like this is he, – he's literally showing you that it does not matter what's going on. Like, you, you're who, what color, what, what gender, whatever, your sexual preference, it doesn't matter. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. You should get the job. Yep. That. It shouldn't matter about any of that shit. But Absolutely. that's a whole other pod that we can definitely dive into. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know football, you know football, and Bruce Arians is certainly at 68 years old, still a trailblazer for that. Um, and, you know, coming from the Steelers organization, too, they've always um, tried to to be forward-thinking and progressive about um, just equality and and whatnot. And I, I heard Bruce Arians say that Byron Leftwich, it was the key to him coming to Tampa if Byron was available. And he really doesn't get enough credit for what he does with that offense. And to think Byron was a contemporary of Tom Brady, right? I think he left with was in, I don't remember when he was drafted. Um, he replaced Chad Pennington at Marshall. So that was, you know, it's probably like early 2000s. So they certainly played with Brady and now he's his offensive coordinator. And he's just done a tremendous job all year. And Arians also said, you know, mid-season when he kind of just handed the reins over to to Brady, that's when this team really started clicking and and didn't well, let up the rest of the year. Well, let me let me correct you on that part. Uh, okay. All all of the people that I've pretty much followed and everybody have kind of dispelled the thing of that he gave the reins to Brady. It was more so that Brady conformed to him because Brady's style was as as you saw in and well, you definitely saw it for so many years. I mean, we all did. Uh, <laughs> of him dinking and dunking, of going, you know, five, Just ten yards, right? Yeah. Correct. So Bruce Arian's style of play is to go for the deep ball, go for the big play, go over top. So Tom wasn't doing that at first. And if you watch the first half of the season, that's what was happening. Tom came over. He was doing what he was doing with the Patriots. They weren't really, you know, they were winning some, but they weren't really excelling until – the, the second half and until that second half of the Chiefs game is when everything turned around for him. And that's when they started going over top. So Tom conformed to Bruce Arians, not the other way around from what all the sources that I've read and heard interview and talk about that. That's if you know, Bruce Arians, you know that he doesn't budge. So you're either conforming to him or you're pretty much getting the hell out again it's tom as well so i'm sure there was some sort of compromise in the middle there was a collab in there yeah yeah yeah. but i mean you could see that his his style of of play definitely uh prevailed and it it, it worked out for them tremendously um is it time to talk about the honey badger and tom brady yeah oh yeah i almost forgot about that uh (laughs) you want to set this one up pace yeah yeah there you go get out of here with that um so if you weren't paying attention to the game uh, and you weren't seeing the jawing that was going back and forth between Tom and Honey Badger, it was extremely interesting. Uh, crazy part about this situation is the only person that actually got penalized um, and the two interact, three interactions was the Honey Badger. Tom actually went and chased the Honey Badger down and got in his face ran, and yeah. still did not get a, a flag or anything like that or taunting right but mind you winfield jr gets a flag for taunting for throwing up the peace sign to tyreek hill which he shouldn't have got a, a penalty for because earlier in the year he did a backflip in this man's face and then gave him a peace sign when he was going in right but they didn't give him a penalty for that so they need to really let people be and stop calling taunting like unless you're doing something extremely malicious like leave and let be right so I actually, I was really curious about this situation because I know there's always two sides of the story. So Tom hasn't said anything about it, but the honey badger did. So this is what the honey badger said about that particular situation, which 
still blows my mind. He said he called me something I won't repeat. All right. So that was the first part that I saw about the situation. So I was like, what what did he call him? And he wouldn't say what he actually called them. So this is what he said. He said he called me something I won't repeat. But yeah, I let all the media throw me under the bus as if I did something or said something to him. Right. So he deleted that tweet. And then later he, he wrote a tweet. He was like, uh, uh, look at or he said, uh, go back to my previous games against TB12. I showed him nothing but respect. Look at my interviews about him. I show grace. So he's he's basically pleading, uh, pleading his case because he knows that everybody's going to paint him as a villain because as they have in the past. Um, so I'm kind of curious to I, I know there's Mike somewhere, especially during this big game. So I'm really curious to hear what Tom actually said or somebody. Yeah, else the NFL about films it. will yes. be uh, that'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, according to ESPN uh, after the game, Brady texted Tyron. uh to apologize for several on the field altercations according to a source with knowledge of the situation espn was read the contents of the text out loud but was not given um the text and matthew at one point i don't know in in what uh, context he said this but i've never really seen that side of him tyron matthew said uh regarding brady so yeah, you know, we could have a whole podcast about the officiating of this game. Not really, you know, we touched on a little bit. We're not really going to get that deep into it now. But, there, you know, yes, you shouldn't let the refs call this game for you or, you know, and, and play this game for you like that. But, and I know Honey Badger is upset, but he's also the captain of this defense. And I, I don't want to even speculate on what was said. And it's rightfully so, you know, but there's there he could have done a better job of keeping that composure and keeping his team's composure. But, you know, it's the who am I? It's the biggest stage in the world. And, you know, these are fiery guys and they've played all season for this. And it's just it, it really sucks when things are going downhill and they just catch on so fast. And there was a five minute period or so in that game where the flags were just being thrown out left and right and it just you can't come back from something like that shout out to the person that ran on the field too the most probably the most uh <laughs> the biggest play of the game right this game was kind of boring i mean yeah. i i enjoyed i enjoy defensive games i love defense don't get games. me wrong i love them yeah but i mean for, if you're looking at like a highlights kind of big moment of this game there weren't really many that goal line ironically the goal line stand that the chiefs had uh, stopping the Bucks at the at the one, that was a great play. They ended up losing the game, so it didn't really matter. But um, so after aftermath of of the Super Bowl, if you had to put if you had to put money on one of these teams being in the Super Bowl next year, and Tom has already said he's coming back, who you got? Both of them. It will be a repeat next year. <laughs> okay, put it on the books now. Yes, put it on the books now. It will be both All of right. them. So Vegas released their 2022 Super Bowl odds, and Kansas City Chiefs are favored at plus 550. So that essentially means if you wager 100 bucks on the Chiefs winning next year's Super Bowl, you're going to win 550 bucks. Uh, the Packers were second at plus nine, actually tied for second 
with the Bucks at plus 900, Ravens at 1,200 with the Bills and the Rams as well. Your Vikings were plus 5,000, and my Jets were my, plus 6,600. My Vikings? Oh, your Eagles. I'm sorry. <laughs> Vikings were, I'm looking at the Vikings, but the I was Eagles like, were, wait, um, when did the Vikings become my team? Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> so, yeah, your I, Eagles I, I, were still 5,000. Yeah, and well, uh, my Jets were 6,600. Yeah, you're an Eagles fan now. Justin Jefferson, it's not a bad team to root for. I mean, aside from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. Dude, if uh, they had a great, if they had a good quarterback, the Vikings, if the Vikings had a good quarterback, they could do some things, especially with Justin Jefferson, who should have been on the Eagles, but Howie Roseman sucks. So yep. yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's bad, man. That, mm-hmm. That's a bad. Don't worry, we're bad. we're gonna well, next pod. You're gonna hear me talk about Howie Roseman, so just just buggle in because it's gonna be fun for me at least. You're previewing the next one. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're talking about Carson Wentz next time. We'll mm-hmm. sneak peek, but so. Yeah, that Super Bowl odds are out. I guess, you know, focus is on this QB carousel and and Carson Wentz is rumored to be moved very shortly and and you have the combine and free agency starting soon. So certainly going to be a, uh, you know, strap yourself in just because the football is done being played. It's, you know, it's the NFL season does not stop for sure. And we'll be covering all of that here. Uh, You know, before we move on, really something needs to be said for the NFL in general and all 20, 256 regular season games were played this year. All the postseason games were played. And of course we have the Super Bowl with people fans at it. And hopefully they're all wearing masks and being safe, but you know, what a testament to the players and the coaches and the personnel and the league office for finding a way, even though there were reschedules and, false negatives and or false positives whatever and all of that just a you know a testament to what could be done in a in a global pandemic i'll let you give them kudos because i'll never give the nfl kudos they've done too much bad shit in the past in the past several years when they could have stood up and done something uh and and got ahead of things but uh, I'll let now you Now you're making uh, me feel it. like no, 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 right, no, 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 you're no, me no. Feel like the bad you're, guy here. No, no, you're doing what you're okay. supposed to do for the pod. I'm just, you know, it's like good cop, bad cop type thing. There you go. Um, okay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I know where you really stand, but we got to do this for a pod. I'm just saying I won't ever give them their kudos until they actually start doing the right thing. But I do give the players and the coaching staffs. Okay. I, I we give can the teams agree their kudos. Give, yes. yes. They get their kudos. As it comes to COVID, I give the league. A ton of kudos. The rest of it, you know, you're referencing, you know, the lack of social awareness and really just giving, giving two shits about anything. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 We're on the same page there. Again, we don't get I know we are. Uh, You know, but that, again, that being said, um, you know, just, just a great season and, you know, kind of gave some normalcy to, uh, otherwise chaotic and uh it was much needed crazier it was definitely much needed to see sports i mean at least for people that are fans of sports uh for sure so i mean since you're you're giving uh giving the nfl their flowers i want to kind of like rub this in a little bit more with you uh (laughs) do you want to you want to go to the next part and give some some honors here yeah absolutely we're gonna play um special game of do you care today because (laughs) 
NFL honors came out and uh, you know, this is the awards show that is usually the day before the Super Bowl. The the big highlights here, Aaron Rodgers wins his third MVP. He beats Pat Mahomes. Called it. And Aaron Donald beat TJ Watt for defensive player of the year. Both kind of had, you know, you can make strong cases for the runners up here. Want to know, Hayes, do you do you even care that Aaron Donald, uh, you know, I know you thought Rodgers was going to win. You can make a strong case. Mahomes was better in one last game, but Aaron Donald lacked all of the stats, you know, was second in most of these stats to TJ Watt, but he's the best defensive player of our generation. So was it a legacy thing? Well, well, first part to, to, to answer the first part, Farkas brought up a good point. Shout out to Farkas. Uh, he, I asked, you know, do you think that Aaron Rodgers should got it? Which I believe he, he said, yes, he, he hates Aaron Rodgers, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> another topic. But, uh, and I was like, all right, so who would have been second? And he said something that I didn't think about. Cause I completely forgot about it. It blanked out at that time. There was, you know, some spirit lab, uh, liquor inside me. Uh, we have to but, get to that, but go yeah, ahead. we do. Uh, but, um, he made a point for uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen should have been, would have been number two runner up compared to, to Mahomes. And I was just like, well, I, I started to ask and I did ask, I said, is Mahomes going to start getting the LeBron uh, treatment uh, being basically the best quarterback every year or being up there every year and him just not getting it because, you know, it's LeBron treatment. He said, no, I, I don't necessarily believe so. Cause I think Mahomes is going to be in that conversation every year, just like Russell Wilson. Uh, so there's that. Right. So number two is Aaron Donald and then TJ Watt. So like you said, TJ Watt was better in most of the stats. Right. But as I, I'm kind of curious that to go back and look at footage and see if I had an opportunity to do so, because I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald is getting double team and triple team throughout the whole game. Um, and TJ's not. So, yeah. I know what JJ is is trying to say. JJ should just worry about his health and what team he's going to play for next, um, instead of worrying about what his brother's doing. Um, he's looking out for his little bro. I mean, bro. that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, that's cool. He can I do agree what he with you. Do, I think, but I mean, you know, Aaron Donald being an interior lineman and still putting up what he does and having you know uh, offense needing to game plan for what he can do and how he frees up you know the rest of that front seven. I, I agree with you. Um, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even aware that, that TJ Watt was having this good of a year. I, I wasn't Steelers, either. Yeah, I, I wasn't until I saw these tweets from, uh, and some other tweets, but tweets from JJ Watt about his brother getting robbed. So, yeah, I don't think it's much of a, I don't think anyone really cares. I certainly don't. No, I, I don't. I, as far as Mahomes getting the LeBron treatment, I think I, I think so. It's It's just... This happened to Rodgers, too. You know, he hasn't won an MVP in a while, and he should have been in the conversation uh, a couple times. And that's just kind of what happens. You're going to see it with the honest, too, in the, in the NBA. It's just – it's fatigue. It's voter fatigue. Um, but, hell, it was, uh, you know, a great season. Uh, Justin Jefferson of your Minnesota Vikings now. He came runner-up to Justin Herbert at the Chargers. We had Chase Young. Also, win offense, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Herbert won offensive rookie of the year. Chase Young could have been the defensive player of the year at the way that he played. Yeah, dude's a monster. 
man when i think of chase young i just think about how i don't you know you don't ever want to condone you losing but the giants beat the brakes off the washington football team and that's great when you want to win at the end of the season when you're playing for nothing but you played yourself out of chase young and this guy has all the makings of a generational talent it's going to be great to see him and i'm really sorry that he plays in your division in the nfc east i'm sorry too but i mean if you have a quarterback that is which seems to be jalen hurts uh that can that can run in and do certain things and if you're able to get the ball out quickly uh i i do believe that you can neutralize that but again, if he if he comes to or becomes elite level like Aaron Donald, good luck to everybody in the league. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, other other highlights: um, Derrick Henry won Offensive Player of the Year, and Kevin Stefanski, excuse me, won Coach of the Year. Hell, man, he brought the Browns to uh, the playoffs. Uh, God willing, good for good for them. Uh, hopefully they can continue to. Uh, hopefully they can bring the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh. And on that, also a big part of NFL Honors Weekend is uh, the Hall of Fame announcement, and we had a we just had a class of some of some of my favorite football players growing up, and it's it's really led by the big three here, if you will. Peyton Manning, ever hear of this guy? No. Uh, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Megatron Johnson, all first ballot Hall of Famers, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, before I get to the rest of these guys, any thoughts on, on the big three here? They did right with all three. They definitely did right with Peyton to immediately basically just put him and because he should, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks all the time. I, I honestly, I'm going to give him this. He's one of, he is the greatest football mind as a quarterback of all time, because the way that he is so uh, analytic about things and how he's able to break down things, like it's, it's just unmatched. I mean, I know Tom is the greatest, but he's like the brain of a quarterback. Like that's what, that's what you want in your quarterback is to break things down like him. Um, Megatron is just an absolute beast. And the fact that he retired at 30 years old is just still so wild to me um, that, and you sent Sam sent me an actual thing that he, in the time that Tom, what was it? His third Super Bowl to, to now that he, I believe it. Yeah. Right. Yep. That he, he played, he started, played, uh, retired and made the hall of fame while Tom <laughs> in that period of time. So that shows the longevity of Tom Brady. Uh, but it also shows how much of a beast Calvin was. So I, I hope do you think that he has Matt Stafford come in and, you know, introduce him. Cause that I was his quarterback be, for the most time, you know, not knowing much about Megatron's, you know, personal life or, or who would, do that i mean him and matt stafford were such a dynamic combination and mm -hmm. i think that'd be really neat to see uh certainly a guy who put himself and his family ahead of you know that playing career and and at 30 years old to to make the hall on on first ballot i thought he would be the closest one that you could make the argument of he's a hall of famer but maybe not right now and i hate when you know i'm not entirely sure who 
votes for football hall of fame but i hate we've already went over this when the baseball writers do this yes, yes. and it's you know it's like let's no one should be unanimous or no one should be first ballot you know stop just get over yourself and, and stop um as for charles woodson one of my favorite players growing up this guy was this guy was great wood um, it's just yeah he's just one of the premier defensive backs in the league and uh, John Lynch too also made it. He waited eight years of eligibility, and he was one of my favorite players too. That strong safety for the uh, the Bucks and for the Broncos, and now the general manager of the 49ers and had a pretty great uh, run as a broadcaster with Kevin Burkhart too on Fox. So, you know, some of my favorite players growing up, th- those four, and um, be a really fun induction ceremony. And God willing, hopefully we have one in august i know they're going to introduce the 2020 class as well i'm still pissed off that i did not get to see Derek jeter get inducted into the baseball hall of fame it's happening this year yeah okay i hope so <laughs> it's well, still... i mean there there were there was no 2021 class but they were planning on honoring the 2020 class so if there is a ceremony at the end of july or whatever the heck it's going to be hopefully uh Hopefully we get to see that because, you know, hopefully we get to find out that one person still that, waiting, man. Who yeah, the hell did that? I, I Who need didn't to know. vote for Derek Jeter. I need first to know. Hall of Fame? One some, person, one person. Can we, this is something I was thinking about this recently where it's like, we still don't know who this idiot is. Can we find him? That like, person. I just want to know. I just want to talk to him. That person got so lucky. He's like, his luck is like equivalent to the Astros. It was just like we that happened, and all of a sudden, like COVID happened, and it's like everybody completely forgot yep. about the Astros and that one person. So that person's probably just sitting there, like, duh, the people didn't forget. They forgot about me. Guess what? Sam and Brandon didn't forget about you because we're still thinking and we're trying to find Baseball out who season. you are. It's coming it's right up. here. We're yep. we're gonna start this back up. We're gonna find this dude. Uh, if you're not aware, Derek Jeter was one vote shy of being a unanimous Hall of Famer. His teammate, Mariano Rivera, was unanimous the year before. And I think just a couple years before that, three dummies didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. to be first ballot, uh, unanimous as well, which is just a travesty. This guy wasn't even healthy for a third of his career, and he was still the greatest baseball player on the field most games. And just, a, you know, a shame, man. Still my favorite baseball player of all time, the kid. It's just, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I just saw that Nike officially put a release date. I'm, I'm turning into the For Love of Hype podcast here, but they put I, I, a I release date on those Griffey Air Maxes. Listen, those, don't, are, those are cop, man. I'm going to do anything in my power to get that. If I got to, yeah. if I got to, <laughs> if I got to walk the strip, Sell a little tail for it, Sam. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it just got rated R on you guys. Guess what? Oh well, I need these sneakers. So if you don't want me to ruin my life, find a way to help me get these sneakers, okay? <laughs> Brandon, uh Brandon hosts uh, a great podcast called For the Love of Hype, a uh, sneaker and uh you know streetwear pod that he's been doing for a couple years now. Go check it out. Thanks, Sam, for the shameless yeah. plug. I appreciate it. Also getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Jets great. And by Jets great, I mean he only – not really, but Alan Fanica. And about time this guy got into the Hall of Fame, Drew Pearson, the Cowboys. 
Uh, he was the only first team selection of the 1970s all decade team that hadn't been in the hall. You know, wild. They, they, yeah, just great career. Had to wait too long. It's, I'm glad that he finally got in. And Tom Flores, too, the first minority coach to win a Super Bowl. Uh, he won a ring as a player, assistant coach, and head coach. Crazy. Uh, great, great class. It's going to be really fun to to see them get inducted in August in Canton. Again, God willing. This is the third time in the past four years that, uh, you know, three first-time eligible players got in. And last year it was Champ Bailey, or two years ago it was Champ Bailey, Tony Gonzalez, and Ed Reed. And in 2018, um, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, and Brian Urlacher. So next year on the ballot, some notable first-timers, Anquan Bolden, Andrew jo- uh, Andre Johnson, excuse me, Robert Mathis, Tony Romo, DeMarcus Ware, Vince Woolfork, and Steve Smith Sr. Thoughts on uh, any of that? The best trash talker to ever grace the position of a wide receiver, Steve Smith Sr. Uh, Anquan Bolden... Always loved his game. Andre Johnson, absolute monster. Yeah, um, that's a first first baller. Right yeah, there, e- easily. Uh, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Ware, yes. Romo, I don't know. Um, I've always said that about Romo. I know he had great years. This is not me being a, a biased Eagles fan. Like I, I think Tony Romo was great. I hate hated seeing tony romo as the quarterback because he always he was elusive like you would you would never see him not get away from things and he would just throw it and just has this motion and it's just nuts and if you watch jimmy g like you could see like he's like a spitting image of him eastern Um, illinois right yeah they both went to eastern Mm -hmm. illinois yep yeah you know what i never thought of that i mean i knew they went to college at the same college but they're very similar yes 100 yeah See, I'm t- Sam. I'll be on my ish, man. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I know, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I always like you know, what is Romo like? Is he gonna be first ballot? Is he gonna? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think he is. I think he. I don't have his stats in front of me, but yeah, I, I don't I, think so. I, I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. Uh, I just, I'm just very happy that Tony Romo is not the Cowboys quarterback anymore because he did give me nightmares. So. Yeah, there's that. And you, you see it now in the broadcast booth. I mean, he just called the Super Bowl, but you saw what made him such a great quarterback. And, you know, I, did he go undrafted or was he very late? I think um, he was late, if I'm correct. Yeah, not not entirely sure, but, he you know, he didn't start right away. A little bit older when he started. Unfortunately, injuries kind of ended that career um, too soon there. So, you know... We'll have to take a deep dive when this class is, when it gets a little closer there. But yeah, you know, going to be a, a hell of a, it was hell of a season, going to be a hell of a induction ceremony as we honor the 2020 and 21 class. And before we head out of here, some really sad news broke on Sunday night that, uh, you know, really rocked both Hayes and I. ESPN, uh, longtime ESPN reporter, uh, Pedro Gomez died suddenly yesterday at the age of 58 over his 35 year career. Uh, Gomez covered 25 world series and at least 20 all-star games. This guy was, you know, I, I, I think one of his first years at ESPN was covered Barry Bonds with the, you know, that, um, 73, the, the home run mm-hmm. record there and such a voice for the Latin community, 
and just a fan and a ambassador for baseball. He's certainly going to be missed on, you know, coverage moving forward on ESPN. Uh, that was uh, definitely well said. Uh, it, it's, again, it's, it's amazing to me that I've, I've noticed this more and more about myself as I got older. There's definitely certain people uh, that I've watched over the years that I've never had the opportunity to meet, never converse with, but you can, you can know who this person is or feel like you know who this person is just by the way that they carry him and how uh, their peers talk about him. And I've never heard anything bad about him. And I remember when he was uh, able to go to Cuba and when he spread the yeah. ashes of his brother and his father uh, and how sad he was and how, how proud he was to be there and emotional and, and how he was moved to just, just that of his culture and being able to go back. Uh, like you, he never had to do any of that. That's a, that's a personal moment, but he took the time to do that. And that he, you could tell that he didn't care what was going on around him. Like that was his time to do it. And he wanted to pay, uh, pay his respects to his family, to his people, to his culture, to his heritage. Uh, his son is actually a pitcher on the Red Sox and uh, yep. the Red Sox organization. Um, so he's also essentially a coach for his son too. So he was so well connected to baseball, uh, as you as you mentioned, so so beloved. Uh, it's it's just crazy to to hear and see that he suddenly uh, lost his life uh, and, and transcended. And and I I just wish his uh, his family the best. And and I definitely send prayers up to them um, and to all those that were uh, affected by by this for sure. Yeah, just just a classy dude. And again, from things, you know, a lot of his colleagues at ESPN and and other other media outlets that he's worked at just have, you know, given their their thoughts on Gomez. And the one reoccurring thing was the guy just never came to work in a bad mood and was always happy to talk to you and spread the game of baseball, too. I'm I'm reading an ESPN article here. It said his favorite game, favorite event to cover was game six of the. 03 National League Championship mm-hmm. uh, National Championship Series where uh, that was the Cubs and the Marlins and that's the Steve Bartman reached over the uh, the fence there and, and grabbed the foul ball from Moises Talou mm-hmm. and um, that hell of a game uh, and I'm sure he was there and uh, oh, he was there and just you know again will be missed with with baseball coverage moving forward and um, just sad for for his family and and thinking of them and you know as we get ready for baseball season so anything uh you know about to head out here anything you're looking forward to this week case uh just really diving fully into my uh basketball season and digging my heels in waiting for the show to arrive uh on uh xbox so i can play it and just not talk i might quit the podcast when that happens so um just give you all a heads up i'll put the indeed ad out for a co-host while you're on sabbatical thank you I when, appreciate is there you. a release date on that do they do yes, they really see it it's it's in april i forgot the exact date but it's in april okay well we uh we will see with with that i'm i'm interested to see uh you know post Super Bowl what what's going on with Carson Wentz which we'll we'll dig into on You're some point this week and no I'm serious it's you know it's another big domino to fall there's going to be 
like half the league is getting a new quarterback this year between the draft free agency and trades. So it's uh it's going to be wild and uh, we will certainly be here along for the ride. So uh, for everyone that is listening again, whether it's your first pod or your, you know, you've been with us the whole ride. Thank you. Please uh, tell your friends and uh, give us a nice little rating and the app store uh, for Hayes. I am Sam and we will talk to you soon. Make sure you brush your teeth at night.